Welcome to the Amherst Wesleyan Church Sermon Podcast. So we're starting a new series. It's called Be Like Peter. And we're going to look at three different parts. Well, if I can get my password on my computer, we'll look at three different parts. We're going to look at three different events in Peter's life over the next three Sundays. Not because we need to follow Peter, because that's the wrong thing, isn't it? But we do learn from other people and how they follow Jesus, how we should follow Jesus. And so that's what we're going to be looking at. Who's got their Bibles ready? Okay, I see one. Come on. Here we go. Come on. Nobody else? Seriously? I know, it's just too hot, right? <laughs> All right. Okay. Today's, me- today's passage is found Luke chapter 5, verse 11. Wait. Oh, here we go. Luke 5:11. Go. Okay, you've done it before. Pam, you were about to get up. Right. Come on up, Pam. We got to share a little bit, friend. <laughs> All right. When you get ready to go on a trip, and I don't mean just a little jaunt to Parsboro or Joggins, I mean like a real trip where you're going to be gone for days, and whether that's by car or by plane or by train, whatever it is you're doing, there's some things that we do to get ready, isn't there? Right? Lots. We want to be ready. We want to know where we're going. We want to know where we're going to stay when we get there. We want to know how much money we're going to need. And if we're going to a different country, we want to know what kind of money we're going to need. That's kind of important. We also want to make sure we're in perfect shape to go, right? We want to make sure that we've got rest, that we're not packing at 2 in the morning and our flight leaves at 5. We also want to make sure, if we're going to a different country, that we get all the shots that we need in order to be able to go. We also want to go to the doctor and make sure we've got all the prescriptions that we need for while we're away, right? And if we're going to do a lot of walking, maybe we need to just ramp up our exercise a little bit before we go so that we're not pooched when we're there, right? We want to be ready. We want to be in perfect shape. And we also want to be prepared. We want to make sure we've packed everything that we need for that trip. We want to uh, also clean out that refrigerator. Yeah, who's, who's been like me and left that milk there and it's gone like super chunky and the veggies are now soup? Yeah, that's wrong. But back to more practical things, passport. If you're going to another country, we need to make sure that's ready. Or if it's a long car trip, you need to make sure that it's tuned up your vehicle and that the tank is fully gassed. Now, 
Let's turn to Luke chapter 5 and let's read verses 1 to 11 together. And this is what it says. One day Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret with the people crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out to deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've been working all night and we haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and they filled both boats so full that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. For he and his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. So they pulled their boats up on shore, left everything, and followed him. Everything that we just talked about, about being ready for a trip, doesn't happen here. Not one piece of it. Peter was definitely not ready. He was exhausted. You know that that bone-weary exhaustion and all you can think about is your bed and you want to drool? Like that, that exhausted. That's where Peter was. And they were cleaning their nets like they were just about done when Jesus says, can I borrow your boat? And then he goes a little further and says, put down those nets. Peter, Peter was far from ready. But he just followed. He just followed, didn't he? He just obeyed even though he wasn't ready, he did. And he wasn't perfect. He realized that he was sinful, didn't he? Verse 6 and 8 show us that, that Peter does do what Jesus tells him to do, and they get this incredible, incredible amount of fish. And what does he do? He realizes who Jesus is in that moment. He doesn't realize he's Messiah at this point, but he does realize that he's a man of God. Verse 1 tells us that Jesus was preaching the word of God, right? So Peter took that, and then he sees what happens with the fish, and he realizes he's in the presence of somebody that's a whole lot better than he is. But it didn't stop him, did it? Jesus said to him in verse 8, Don't be afraid. From now on you will catch men. So they pulled their boats up on shore, left everything, and followed him. 
He wasn't perfect. He realized it, but he followed. He was not prepared. That verse 11, they left everything behind. They had just got a huge catch of fish. Like, we're not talking about half a load. We're talking two full boats of fish that needed to go somewhere. It didn't happen. He hadn't figured out who they were going to rent the boats to, who was going to clean the nets. Didn't phase him. He left it. And he went. He followed. The point is this. Peter was not ready. He was not perfect. And he wasn't prepared. But he followed. So be like Peter. Don't wait. Don't wait to be ready. Don't wait to be perfect. Don't wait to be prepared to follow. Just follow. And I don't know where you're at today. I don't know if you're sitting here and you've never followed Jesus. I don't know if you're here and you're following Jesus, but there's, there's just that one little thing over there that you just kind of really like to hold on to and you don't want him to have a hold of. Maybe it's that. Or maybe, maybe God's told you something very specific. Very specific that he wants you to do. And you're kind of going, hmm. Be like Peter. Don't wait. Don't wait. Instead of being ready, Peter chose to obey Jesus because of who he was, right? Because he was a rabbi, a teacher. He spoke the word of God. And then he had the actions to back that up and prove who he was. And the people standing there that day, in that crowd listening to him, they were ordinary people. Peter was an ordinary guy. He was no special person. He was just a regular dude. It'd be like saying the mechanic that you know across the street is that guy. And those people there, and Peter was the same way, they had full lives. They were busy. They had families. Families are complicated, right? The more we add people, the more complicated it gets, right? And I think Peter was in a place where it was just feeling like a big mess. He came in from a night with no fish. That would be like going a week without a paycheck, maybe even a month without a paycheck. We don't know how many days this had been going on for Peter. He was not in a good place. But Peter obeyed. 
He was tired. He knew that Jesus was credible. And he said, I need to do this. We need to be like Peter. We need to obey Jesus because he is God. Because he is the Son of God. Because he's our Redeemer and he is our Savior. Don't wait to be ready. Right? Just follow. Instead of being perfect, Peter chose to follow and not let fear get a hold of him. Let's look back at this passage for a second because there's something here I, I don't want us to miss. When Jesus, when, first of all, sorry, when Peter falls at Jesus' feet, if you were standing that day, there that day, and you didn't have this next verse, what would you think? I'm a sinful man. Would you automatically think that that was fear? You could be standing there and going, oh, he's just being reverent. Right? But Jesus knew him. Jesus knew what was going on inside of his heart. It was fear. It was fear that was dropping him to his knees. Not reverence. And in that moment, when Peter fell to his knees before Jesus, this is what was going through his mind, I think. I am so broken. I am so messed up. I am so unable. I'm worthless. How? How can I even be in his presence? <laughs> and then Jesus says to him, don't be afraid. I will have you catch men. Right? Is that you today? Is there a fear that's in the back of your head that's keeping you from doing what Jesus is calling you to do, whether that is to follow him or to relinquish that little thing that's in the corner or whether it's to do that very specific thing that he's asked you to do. Fear keeps us from doing what it is that God wants. It paralyzes us. It immobilizes us. And our God is not a God of fear. There's something else I don't want us to miss in this passage. What happens in that next verse, in 11? So they pulled their boats up on shore. That's not the part I'm getting at. It's that last part. They left everything and followed him. Did Jesus say to Peter, okay, don't be afraid. You're going to catch men now. I'll check in with you in three months and see how it's going. He didn't do that, did he? Instead, they followed. Jesus never left. Jesus said, I've got something for you to do, and I'm going with you. And I'm going to teach you. And it's going to happen through my power, not yours. Don't miss that. 
Don't let the fear be bigger than God's presence. He's there. And what he's calling you to do, he will do if you obey because he'll be with you in it. Don't wait to be ready, perfect, or prepared. Just follow. Instead of being prepared, Peter let it all go. And he obeyed. He pulled that boat up on shore, and he left it. Now, I don't think for one moment that all those fish were left there to rot, and that the boats were left there with someone to take care of them so that they would be, wouldn't be stolen, and that the nets also would rot from being misused. That's not the point. The point is, is that Peter understood what had to come first. He had to say, that's done. Jesus is calling me to something, and I'm going to act on it. There were other things that he left on the beach that day, other than his stuff. He left his livelihood. That's a hard one. To walk away from your only source of income? Hmm. He also left a good hunk of his identity on that beach. He'd been a fisherman probably all of his life, taught by his dad. Now who was he? Peter let it all go. Not just some of it. He let all of it go. The response to Jesus' call on his life was simple. It was either a yes or a no. There was no in-between. Remember that canoe here? Yes, last Sunday? You can't have one foot in and one foot out. You're either all in or you're all out. It's a yes or it's a no. Maybe you're here today and you're thinking, well, I just don't know my Bible well enough. I can't do what Jesus is asking me to do because I, I don't have that wrapped up. Hmm. And things in my family, well, they're just... They're not where they should be. They, they just really aren't. And with a little more time, it'll be okay, and, and then, I'll, then I'll do that. Then I'll do that. Or, or maybe it's, I'm the only one. I'm the only one that believes in my family or in my friends. And, I, you know, once a couple of them are saved, you know, like once a couple of them start following Jesus, then, then that, that's, that's when I'll do it. That's, that's when I'll move ahead with that. Or my financial stuff, I can see it's almost all lined up. There's just a couple more things, and then I know I'm going to be good. Then I'll do it. We don't see any of that here with Peter at all, do we? He doesn't hesitate. He doesn't wait for those things. Peter let it all go, and he obeyed. I am not Jesus. I am not God the Father, and I'm not the Holy Spirit. I have no idea. No idea what it is that God's asking you to do. 
I don't know how big it is or how small it seems. And I don't know what that fear or obstacle is that's keeping you from doing it. But I know this. And that is is when God tells us to do something. We have to step into it. We have to be like Peter and not wait. Not wait to be ready, perfect, or prepared. We just need to follow. I want the worship team to come up now. And as they come up, I'm going to invite you to do something a little bit different today. I'm going to invite you not to sing. And that doesn't necessarily mean for the whole song. But when we're having a conversation with someone, how do we listen best? When we stop talking. We need to be silent sometimes and let God talk to us. And I invite you to do that this morning. Be silent with him for just a bit. Say, what is it, God, that you're asking me to do? What is it? What fears in the way? What obstacles in the way? Show me. Maybe you know, maybe you don't know, but in this moment, reach out to him and say, what is it? And then give it up. Give it up. And you can do that sitting where you are. But man, when we decide something and we move our bodies, (laughs) it's powerful. So I invite you to either fall to your knees where you are or come up to the front and surrender it. Surrender the fear. Surrender the obstacle. Surrender to him. Don't wait to be ready, perfect, or prepared. Just follow. Thanks for listening and being part of our church and joining us in this journey to become down-to-earth people following Jesus in down-to-earth ways.